Namaste, bienvenidos to a new chapter of Now Serving Love. We dedicate this time to talk to individuals who have chosen to use their talents and their voice to uplift the collective consciousness. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Now Serving Love. It's a great pleasure to be with all of you here. Once again, thank you for joining us on this new episode. I hope that you are doing really well, that you stand healthy, that you are enjoying harmony and peace and being creative and making the best out of these times and hopefully having a chance to slow down and appreciate the simple things in life. My sincere wish is that today's story it's in some way motivational, inspirational for you and to realize that dreams do come true and most importantly to really believe in yourself and the ability that we all been given to manifest and to create. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to Now Serving Love. Let's hear how I jaywalking from the streets of rock and roll. Growing up, I was exposed to lots of music. My first introduction was to those old tapes of The Beatles, Rod Stewart, ABBA, Cat Stevens, most of it from my dad's musical collection. I always had this deep natural love for music. It always created this sort of positive inner experience, joyful experience. One of my favorite things to do growing up, it was to have these massive concerts in my living room. Thousands and thousands of imaginary people will show up and will fill the venue. And I will burn the house down with my air guitar show. Even though those were imaginary concerts, they felt beyond real for me. I also used to wear the very same red leather jacket that Michael Jackson wore on his famous music video thriller. I used to wear that one in high school. I truly was in that delusion that I was a rock star and I used to attempt to behave like a rock star. During my last years in high school was the time when I was the closest from joining a band, a rock band. This was the military band from my high school. I started on the cymbal section during my first year and eventually on my last year I was allowed to play the trumpet. However, I never really thought I was that good at playing any instrument. I enjoy it very much, but it wasn't that easy for me. And the main reason that it wasn't easy for me was because I was under the belief that I was not good. This is a belief that I adopted when I was a child. In the last years of my elementary school, I wanted to be part of the choir. I remember the, the sound of the voices of this choir and it was so angelical 
and something within me wanted to be part of it because within music I always found this place for refuge, I found this place for joy. So I wanted to join the choir. Eventually the day came for the uh, choir auditions, so I showed up. And when I showed up, the director asked me to sing a melody. He sang something very simple, and I tried to sing. Then he said, okay, let's try one more time. So I did. He said, well, okay, let's try it just one last time. Try this. And I tried. And after my third attempt, he pat me on the back and he said, uh, I think you are going to be better just sticking with playing soccer. That was the moment that I was in prison for nearly over 20 years with this belief that I did not have a musical ability. Thank God after all those years in disbelief prison, I was eventually able to wake up from that bad dream. Certainly something that helped me to wake up from that bad dream and something that I owe so much was my experience with Jay Walking. It was during 2000 that I had moved to Los Angeles in California. I've been accepted to the two-year program at the Stella Adler Conservatory for Acting. And it was there during a Benicio del Toro masterclass that I met my dear friend Andres Londono, a.k.a. El Bellaquín. From that very first encounter, we experience great chemistry and we have remained since really good friends. One day, talking about music and our love for music, we realized that we both had that dream of becoming rock stars. There was something within each one of us that was longing for that experience. I mentioned during our conversation that I knew how to play some basic rhythms on a drum set. He said that he could also play some simple chords on a guitar. Nothing fancy, he said. But I even wrote a song. You want to hear it? Sure, I say. What do you got? It was the first time I heard the sounds of a soul song coming out of the speaker of an old mini disc player. For some reason, the melodies remind me of Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is pretty good stuff, I say, and I really meant it. You know, sometimes friends show you things they've created and you try to look for the most positive way to say that it kind of sucks. But in the end, that's very subjective and also the beauty of art. Do you make this? Wow, I really like it. And I meant that the composition was beautiful, there was soulfulness, there was something really powerful I felt in that music. Not too long after that, we were at some friend's gig in a club in Westwood, and we started talking about the possibility of putting a band together. 
our plan was very simple. Londono will be the singer and guitarist. And even though I had taken drum lessons, I knew the basic rhythms, I wanted to play the bass guitar. During my teen years, I became a big fan of the band The Cure. From the first time I saw the VHS of Orange, the concert they record in a castle in France, I was hooked. I love Simon Gallup's bass lines. They were super simple grooves, yet very profound and fun. So my dream was one day to play the bass guitar on a rock band. This was my chance. The only main piece that we were missing was a drummer. Well, it happened to be that the same night at that gig, our friend Juan Iregi, AKA that professor, was also attending that gig that night. And we also heard that he was a pretty decent drummer with band experience. So we approached him with the idea of putting a band together, although we warned him that we had never been in a band before that we weren't any good. In fact, I had never played the bass guitar before. We just wanted to have fun. Instead of watching a movie or eating a pizza, we said, why don't we just get together and try to create some music? It was a very exciting project. And that night, officially, we became a band. It was meant to be. Our first rehearsal time was at Londono's place. He was living in Studio City and his roommate and good friend was an incredible musician who had moved also from Colombia with his rock band, following their dreams of becoming a major touring band. Their rehearsal space or their house was incredible. Soundproof room, drum sets, amps, mics, cables, posters, ashtrays, leather, spikes, walls covered in blood and sweat. It was pure rock and roll. During that first rehearsal, Londono shared the chord progression of Azul Son. I had with me a book called Teach yourself how to play the bass guitar. So I look at the notes and I figure out how to play those chords on the bass guitar.
like bubbling wrapping paper but it didn't matter because we were the most successful band in LA at that moment personally I could not believe this was actually happening I was playing music with the band and most importantly we were having a killer time after their rehearsal that night we went out to uh, have something to eat and also celebrate the beginning of the band. We were crossing Ventura Boulevard and while we were crossing we got stopped by the police. It was multiple cars, bright lights, red, blue, yellow, sirens, a whole carnival for the simple act of jaywalking. I mean, come on, give us a chance. Put your hands up, don't move. Everything you say can be used against you on a federal court, blah, 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 blah. A whole scene just for jaywalking. In the end, they let us go and the three of us got a jaywalking ticket. I remember looking down at the ticket and seeing the jaywalking. And I thought, guys, this is perfect. This should be the name of our band. It stands exactly for what we believe, at least during those times. I mean, we were young, wild, and full of cum. Those tickets were issued by Officer Perry, which eventually became one of our songs. It was the most sort of punk of all of our tracks. After that night, we continue getting together and rehearsing. My 30th birthday was approaching, and I thought what a dream would be to be on stage as a rock star on a Hollywood club. So we started looking for some places and see who could give us maybe a spot to play on my birthday. We found this bar in North Hollywood and we promised the booking guy that we can draw a large crowd so he gave us a chance. Now we had only six weeks to come out with the whole set and invite everybody we knew. Somehow everything aligned and we came up with a set of six songs for that show including Perry, a soul song and others. Before the concert, we met at Londona's house. We did our hairs, spray, we apply eyeliner and other types of makeup. We had a whole theatrical number planned. When we finally arrived to the venue the night of my birthday, it was packed. Friends and strangers. Jay Walken was about to perform his grand debut that night. Dreams do come true. One, 
one, two, three, four. From the early air guitar shows at my living room to the Hollywood stage, it was epic. It was a night at Wembley, for us at least. We had the time of our lives. Happy birthday to me. Eventually, we end up getting our own rehearsal space. Our musical equipment expanded, and we began to develop our own psychedelic rock style. We spent hours and hours rehearsing at that space. We got really tired. It was really natural. We couldn't stop laughing, composing, trying different sounds. We naturally mashed. In a very short time, we developed a pretty decent following. We met uh, a booking manager named Dirty Harry, and he took us under his wing. So we started playing a lot of the uh, famous clubs on Sunset Strip, among others. We began to dream big, especially after the time when we were called into a major recording studio to audition for a production company coming from England. Their project was to follow a band for an entire year and document the whole process from zero to a record deal. We were so stoked. We show up that day ready to give these guys the performance of our lives. We were going to blow their minds away and also their socks and everything on the way. Sitting down at that studio among the golden records of major artists hanging from the walls, we waited for our chance. But while waiting, we noticed that they were calling the musicians one by one. Weird, we thought. So we asked to one of the musicians coming out of the audition, what's the deal? Why are they calling one by one? Oh, he said, they just want you to play some simple stuff. They give you a musical sheet and you play along pretty simple. We were like, shit, we are in deep trouble. This is going to be a major embarrassment, like the recurrent dream growing up where you are naked around your high school and everybody's laughing at you. And the worst part is that you don't even know you are dreaming. I mean, we didn't have a clue of how to read music. We just play from our hearts. We compose out of feeling. Lots of stuff will come out of inspiration from some unknown source. I don't even know how to explain how I ended up playing the bass lines I came up with. We talked up among us to figure out what we're going to do. And Londono, our singer, volunteered to go and talk to the production guys. He told them that we were a band and that our magic was together or none. So if they wanted to see us, it had to be the three of us, like the three musketeers, one for all and all for one. I guess he was pretty convincing because they allowed us to audition together as a band. Whew, that was close. 
when we walk into the room, there was at least 10 people sitting on a table in the back and a big stage in the front. All the guys in the back sitting down properly and completely emotionless. But we didn't care. We were there to burn the house down. We got on stage, plugged our instruments and got ready. From the back, we heard one of the guys in a very sort of unenthusiastic way giving us the okay to start playing. The three of us look at each other with this defined focus kind of gaze and totally committed. We went full on, wholehearted, whole passionate. company, the one sitting on the table in the back, I guess he forgot all about protocol. He jumped out of his chair, ran towards the stage, and like a soccer player celebrating scoring a goal at the World Cup finals, got down to his knees, held his arm high, opened his hand, two middle fingers crawl, and started screaming, you rock, you rock. You fucking rock. I don't know if the guy was bored out of his mind after a long day of repetitive auditions or what, but that moment certainly felt great. It was a major pick for us as a band. In the end, we didn't get the part, and probably the you rock guy got fired after that display of forbidden emotions. But 
we got something better and bigger out of the whole experience. We got confidence as a band and also as individuals. It gave me the opportunity to believe profoundly in myself and also in my musical abilities. Even though I didn't know how to read music or was the most talented musician in the world, I had something unique to offer. I had my own way to play, my own style. All I had to do was just to give up my inhibitions, my beliefs, and my self-consciousness and allow myself to play from the heart to really own what I was doing and honor that. That moment, along with unforgettable times and laughters with the guys from the band, was perhaps the greatest gift I walked with from my jaywalking experience. Towards the end of this chapter with the band, I was no longer, at least for the time being, in tune with the whole scene. It started to feel too loud and too busy for my ears, for what my soul was really longing for. At this point, I was already getting deep in my relationship with the harmonium, the instrument that currently I play, and the kirtan practice. So this whole entire atmosphere was no longer serving me in a higher purpose. I mean, in general, we were a pretty healthy psychedelic rock band. We didn't do any heavy drugs, destroy hotel rooms, or had five days orgies. Perhaps the wildest moment of our band was when Dirty Harry brought on stage during our performance a couple of porn stars with a cake to celebrate another one of my birthdays. Um, which, by the way, for a guy like me, that was the worst surprise you can come up with. But I appreciated Harry's intentions. Within me, there was no longer that unbridled energy for playing with the band. So, in the streets of choice, I walked away from the rock and roll side to the kirtan side. Looking back at that time with the band, I can only be grateful for the foundation, for the belief, for what gave me, which I would certainly not be who I am or be where I am if it wasn't because of the jaywalking experience. I would like to end with a note of gratitude to the choir director that told me once that I could not sing. Thank you for that because now I can tell the story and I'm sure many of you can relate, many of you can connect with this. Perhaps at some point in your life, you've been told that you're not good enough, that you can do it. But ultimately it's our trust, it's our belief and the ability that we can do something unique, that we've been given a gift like no other. So go on. If there's a dream that you want to fulfill, if there's a vision, go for it. No matter what anybody says, if you feel it deep in your soul, if you feel it deep in your heart, it's what really matters. 
go for it. It is the best gift you can offer to the world, your uniqueness, your voice, and your radiance. Keep on shining, keep on creating, keep on believing in yourself, and let go of any beliefs that prevent you from expressing your true essence. Keep on going, keep on serving lots and lots of love. Thank you.